Welcome to Casual Quest Masters, a casual master quest podcast. In this podcast, we'll follow the adventures of a group of characters who simply want to find their way in this world, but a more sinister plot is evolving around them. How will they fare? Let's find out today on Casual Master Quest. Get your dice ready because we are ready to roll another session of Casual Quest Masters. We are a D&D 5e live play adventure. Hmm. Representing the team first on the list is Nickel Jody Miller. Wow, he does it I better you, than me. I'm jealous. I need you all to stop saying my name, please. Feels weird, but what? I play Vol Nightwalker. Uh, no, Vol Stormstriker <laughs> Val Nugoni. That's who I play. You gotta change that. Um... Habit, right? But uh, that's me. I play Vol Stormstriker Val Nagoti. What about you, Brandon Thresher? Uh, I play Magdor Thunder Warrior Band Iron. Oh, I didn't come up with any. I thought this was the last one. Uh Oh. I know. Hold on. I'll, I'll think of one. Come back to me. And last, but definitely not least, Tyler Vidito. Hey, Nox Master Caller Valu Nagoni, and not to be the person that's bragging, but I just helped evict a dragon. Oh, I like that one. Thank you. That's a good one. Although, um, and returning little... once again, oh. sorry to Magdor. Uh, Magdor was a little upset he didn't get to strong arm a dragon. Dreams come true. It can happen. Is that good for on top of it? All right. Re- referees <laughs> look. They're checking the play. Looks good. It is good. No fi- it's good. No five-yard penalty. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And last, you know, last, last, last is me. I'm the Dungeon Master. Hi, guys. Hey. Welcome. 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 As, you're looking you know, great today. 36. Thank you. I'm wearing my Mass Effect shirt, so, you know. Wait, 36. Anime seasons yeah, are episode, 12 long, so this is the end of season 3, right? End of season 3. And we did it in 6 months. Crazy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Awesome. So Damn. let's roll to see who's going to do our recap this week, I think. Okay. And I'm throwing myself into the ring. Ooh. Oh. I got a 17. I rolled a 14. I rolled a 13. And I rolled a 3. Yep, is that it's me? All you. That's Which class. means you get the inspiration yes. point. Yes, yes, inspiration. <laughs> That's how it feels every time, huh? Yeah, every time. <laughs> every Pretty time. Much, I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> Magdor wrote this one, so be ready. All right, I'm ready. Uh, all right. <clears throat> previously on. Previously on the previous master. <laughs> previously on. Master Quest of Casual <laughs> Questers here. Presented Welcome by Casual Previously on Casual Quest Ma- <laughs> Previously on Casual Quest Masters, the party finished planning their invasion on Cryovane's lair. They head to the base of the mountain to realize that it's over 7,000 feet, 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 feet. Tall, 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 tall. Luckily, Knox can pull them up with levitate and fly. Magdor still doesn't like heights and screams and passes out. Vol doesn't really like it either, but closes his eyes till it's over. <laughs> the party finally reaches the top, where two frost giants are coming up to look for why it sounded like someone was screaming. Luckily, the party hides from them. 
After the giants leave, the party gets ready to sneak into the cryo cave. TM. Cryophane wakes up before the party can enter and greets them as a beautiful woman sitting on a stone throne. After some conversation, Cryovane turns into a dragon again, and Magor somehow talks down the situation, situation causing Cryovane to not only kill all of the Frost Giants for taking shit, for talking shit, but also convincing her to leave and fly into the Time Rift to gain power. The party then plays around and loots the treasure room, waiting for Cryovane's return. She ever does. And that's where we pick it up. MVP the Magdor for that uh, not only the story, also the looting. Also, yeah. can we talk about Cryo Cave, please? <laughs> That's trademark. TM. Uh, you're not allowed to talk TM. about it. Cryo Cave! The only, the only reason I was able to say it is because I was reading his words. You know, I was given express permission that one time. You know, I can't say it again. They what? It costs five dollars every time you say cryo cave. Well, fuck your DMCA, cryo cave. <laughs> FBI, open up. <laughs> you have no jurisdiction here. It's just a here. bunch of dwarfs. <laughs> Pretty sure the CIA or the FBI does. One of them does in Canada. Anyways. We're Macdoor's bad boys. We take yeah, care of the people That's that don't follow his rules. We heard you were talking shit about the cryo cave. <laughs> <laughs> when you say that last part of the sentence, I just hear. I'm allowed to say it. So I, I just can't understand door. it. Oh, you're not uh, proficient in the cave. language of that whatever language TM. that was. The trademark <laughs> of Warner <language>. Brothers. <laughs> All right. So you guys are chilling in the cave. Somebody, I believe, somebody was like sitting on the throne. I think it was Vol just like waiting. And the last thing that I remember was the the gem was put in indeed into the haft of the yes. dagger. Yes. Cinder Cinder Strike. Um, yeah, Vol did uh put the gem back into the haft, uh placed the dagger back into the holster on his chest and uh is still just brooding, patiently waiting, um, thinking that there's still a fight coming. Um and hoping and expecting for that. And so he's just sitting there, uh, arms like fingers interlaced, elbows on his knees, all be like murdery and like when you look at him you think murder. <laughs> That's what you just see murder floating over his head. Like the final boss to the Ice Crown just... Citadel. Did you just tell me how I feel? No, I'm telling you what you're seeing. Even though I'm not the DM. You look at me and you think murder. Wait, who who is this? That's not how you feel, that's how you think. Craven, no. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Magdor in the back shoving as many gems and gold pieces as he can into his pouch of holding. We'll roll for it later. And, oh, uh, and then he picks, a bunch. Up, he picks up a diamond that he thinks is worth about 100 and, uh, 150 gold, and he hands it to Vol. He says, here, Odette's settled then. Vol's gonna take it and put it away. He's not gonna say anything. Dungeon Master, how now, much gold appears to be on the floor? A lot. Like cool. just piles and piles of it. <laughs> um 
Uh, because the thing about it is, good Master Dwarf, there is a <laughs> a third of an ounce. So 50 coins weighs a single pound. <clears throat> now, you're, is this the bag of holding or a pouch of holding? The pouch that you gave us. So, this thing has a weight limit of right around 50 pounds. So we're just saying we can pick up 2,500 gold. Well, if you put too much in, it will break the bag. And it will puncture the side of it and cause it to just be a pouch again. It will no longer... Will I know, you're, now will you're, I know how much it can hold? You have a good idea, yeah. Um, so do you want to, like, be a little caught? All you have to do me, tell me is that you're going to be careful to not push yeah. it too much. Now, because it's not an exact science, you know? But Yeah. I, I'm going to, we'll say I, I'm going to put in what I estimate around 2,000 to 2,500 coins. One. Wonderful. And then you can roll whatever I actually get afterwards. Uh, Why don't you roll... A D100 and a D10, and just tell me what the numbers are. 73 and 3. Okay, so that's 2,000... Whatever 73 times 3 is. Hey, Google, uh, what's 73 times 3? Oh, never mind. Oh, God. What is it? All right. 219. 219, so 2,219. That's all right. I have 2,250 gold. Ah, you put 44.38 pounds worth of gold into the pouch, which is about five or five and a half pounds under what it would be would exceed its limit. It, so. And there's and there is no dent in the pile of gold. <laughs> ah, a little bit. You pull like a like an arm bit. I'm gonna look Big over at Knox. I'm just gonna point to the bag and point to the gold and point to Knox and point to Knox's pouch. <laughs> no words. No words. Magdor, uh, you're doing the looting before we do the shooting. Uh, are you sure you should be taking the gold already? As you see him start to shove some in his pockets, too, he just nods. Oh my lord, okay. Like uh, Spee and Hook. <laughs> well, I mean, this would definitely bring the economy of the Goliath Village back on the table, I suppose. Uh,. Could you make something that can carry a lot? Like, I can levitate something out of here. Magdor stops. And, and like, Nox's thing is, like, what would happen if uh, they, like, let's say Magdor made a, oh, like a hundred pound giant vase or something like that, or a pot, and he just filled it up with 400 pounds worth of gold. And then we just launched it over the cliff down to the Goliaths down below. What would happen? Uh, <laughs> Let me look up my spells real quick. You guys keep going on. Let me see the what I could do with Fabricate. Then Nox is going to take uh, his hundred feet of silk rope that he has. Uh, they're going to tie two pillars together to try to make like a very obvious trip wire. But maybe uh, they can, like just something for uh, cryobane the trip over. Uh they're not taking chances. Like, they're still nervous. Like, uh, I mean, we could do a wall of force maybe to stop it from coming in. <laughs> I should probably run our face into it. 
Um, and as you as you tie off the other end of that trip wire, um, outside there is a bright flash of light combined with the sound of thunder and lightning, uh, where previously it was like a, a cloudy morning. Um, it seems as though something is happening outside. Uh, Magdor's going to take the gold out of his pockets, not the gold in his pouch. Uh, the one we didn't count, and he's going to start throwing it back. Says, She's back. Shit, 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 shit. I'll just tell her it's a welcome banner. Uh, and, like, I tried to, like, uh, very crappily write welcome back, uh, Megavane, uh, on the, on the piece of silk rope. I am Blue Eyes White Dragon now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nox rushes outside, uh, to see what the hell just happened. Welcome home! Okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah, you get outside and you can see, uh, in the direction that she had flown off, which would have been, I believe... So, uh, just like mostly west, but west southwest. Sure. Um, um, and at the top of one of the peaks that was previously covered by cloud cover, um, it looks like something has pushed all the clouds back, and you see at the top of this thing looks like a bright bluish light, and the, the you know clouds are swirling around the area, and then you see it swell, and then the light begins to grow, and then it immediately sucks in on itself, disappears, and all is silent. The lightning crackles a few times, thunder following slightly after, but then everything is quiet. Nox's mouth began a changeling, begins shape-shifting as the jaw begins to hit the snow, just like cartoonishly like, holy shit, the dumb bitch did it. Magdor, oh, I think she done I put, I put did the thing. Back. Put it all back. I did. Yeah. Magdor, what are you guys doing? Nox is outside, looking at everything. Uh, I'm gonna ready my weapons and head out. Um, I think Vol would as well. Um, at the hearing of his name from outside. Um, yeah, Vol would also head out. Curious. Now more than anything else. All is quiet. There's a weird clearance of clouds. There's a space that's... It looks like clouds have been pushed away from the mountain to this, the, the south west-southwest. Um, but no other sounds, no other flashes of light. Just the mountain winds. Oh. The light pitter-patter of snow. Backdoor. I think microbrain actually found the time rift. Me? No, not you! The dragon! Uh, how, how do you know? There was... And, like, you just hear, like, Nox doing, like, weird fireworks. And, like, pew, 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 there was a light, and that went... And then clouds went... And then all of a sudden the light went... Back down. Are you certain of this? I mean, I saw what I saw. I suppose uh, either that or she exploded and it left a giant beacon of light for about ten seconds. Uh, if, she, if she went to the time rift, what does that mean for us? Uh, 
I know what it means. It means it's not our problem. This isn't the Legend of Zelda. We don't just Wind Waker this shit. <laughs> um... Vol's gonna be silent for a minute while he thinks. Hagdor's gonna look at his cube. Nox is like... Full, uh, like, Picard facepalming at this point, like... Why did we just tell a dragon to go into a time rift where they literally could have turned old and strong? Or died. Or died. She died, right? She's so old. I mean, you said she exploded. I mean, hypothetically, maybe. I mean, like, time rifts, like, hypothetically, like, you go faster than the... Oh no, that's going back in time. Shit. So she didn't go to the speed of light. We have... Shit. Um, <laughs> Nox starts smoking. <laughs> Shit! Paul's gonna put a hand <laughs> on the... the hilt of his dagger, and I'm gonna expend a spell slot to cast, um... Primeval Awareness as reassurance for Vol to look for a dragon within one mile of me. Uh, to sense the uh, presence. Yeah, you can see... Yeah. I is there something about being in your favored terrain that allows that to have a wider range? That yeah, it spreads up to six miles, but then I'm not in my favorite train. My favorite train is forest. Oh, you haven't added another one yet? No, because I haven't got to that part where I could add uh, one it's more. It's all fighters. Yeah, it's all <laughs> fighter. Yeah. Okay. For the sake of the it is farther than six miles away, uh, but you definitely like in my mind it's kinda like you would probably still feel a faint presence, especially because I'm all the way like seven thousand exactly feet in the air. So it's yeah. kind of like uh, it's even more kind of a like, clear yeah. signal, like a tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a clear signal. You're way at the top of this mountain. Yeah, you don't feel anything. Oh no, that's not true. I would feel twilight. Uh, maybe. Yeah, she's yeah, tw she yeah, twilight is still base. a dragon. So we um, should we destroy that thing? The Time rift, if we can, to see if we can stop it from being a two-way exit. Um, you're gonna see Vol with his um, hand on the hilt of his dagger, eyes closed. He was concentrating for a minute, and when you say that, his eyes are gonna open and say, um, "We need to investigate. We need to be sure." I do not sense her around. Well, I got. 40 minutes worth of flying left. Uh, how, how are... Do we even know where the time rift is? Do we, uh, <laughs> as players, do we know where the time rift is? Vaguely, I, yeah. I mean, if you... We were you told. could assume, based on that, you know, event around that mountaintop, yeah. But that's probably where it is. Oh, it was at a different mountaintop? Yeah. I thought yeah, it was above the mountaintop like, we were on. It was no. like, okay. No. <clears throat> I was um, gonna say, how did how did Knox know just from the explosion above us? Come, we have another job to attend to, and Vol's gonna start off uh, without saying anything more down the because I'm assuming it's to be simple, it's more like of a twisty, slidey, like walking slope up to the peak, and so Vol's going to start to head down the peak towards the giant village. Yeah, we it switch backs down towards the giant village and then back into the valley. Yeah. Wait, I, I got one more thing to do. And uh, I'm going to boat? fashion. I don't have my boat. 
Rep has it. Um, I'm gonna fashion a sled. Uh, using, uh, fabricate out of the wood. And I'm gonna say, Nox, help me put as much as we can on this. I I'll carry it. We can always send more people up here, but, so don't get too, don't get too encumbered. Alright, and I'm gonna jump on the sled the instead. Sled? Uh, I I can choose how big it is, so it's gonna be, or I can choose up to a certain limit. It's going to be, um, it's five by fifty. <laughs> yeah, no, not this time. It's gonna be five by ten. Just gain momentum and just slide and demolish the just... giant village on the way down. <laughs> it's gonna be five by ten, and I'm gonna. So he says that before I make it. I'm gonna say now, um, and so I'm gonna make it a rideable sled. Nox is gonna so stand on the back uh, and like, give me a rope as I like spread my wings out. Uh, I can try to control using my wings as I, I don't know where I got this idea of. I'm not an airplane. What what's that? Uh, I can spread my wings out. We can do some little bit of control. Like a sail. It's like an anti-sail technically. I'm slowing us down if we need to versus speeding us up. I guess I could make us go faster. Do you want me to pull the sled? You do both. Do you want to? Fuck it, I was gonna fight a dragon. Might as well be a sled dog. Get everything off my bucket list this morning. <laughs> Alright, Magdor hops on the sled. Nox uh, starts tying themselves up uh, to the sled. Uh, is Volt still just walking on, or are they... Volt okay. angry stopping. He's like, at, at this point, he's probably got his sword in his hand. He's, he's because he wanted to kill something. <laughs> You're like several hours out from walking <laughs> there, yeah, but it doesn't, yeah. Uh, Glenn, okay. Glenn, how do you think uh, Nox would be able to pull his sled? Like, how well? Like, wings and um, everything. Pretty, pretty well, uh, just because there's way less, you know, resistance because it's a sled on snow. Uh, it's a well So you can do it pretty sled. well. The only. The only thing that you noticed immediately is that if you guys get on too heavy of an incline, the sled is going to move faster than you. Uh, so that's the one thing you won't want to watch out for. I sit okay. in a second if seat. If it gets too fast. Because so your flying speed, if I'm correct, is 60. Uh, we said, uh, I want to make sure this gets uh, on the up and up here. It's uh, 50. Oh, no. Sorry. I'm full of shit. I kept thinking it was 50 feet. It's 60 feet. Yeah, yeah. so you are fast, especially if you're dashing, but, like, a falling thing moves at several thousand feet per round. So, like, if the sled loses control, which won't be super hard for you to do, um, but if, on the off chance, there is a, you know, it's like, there is a small chance that the sled just goes crazy and just pulls you and Magdor straight down the mountain. Right, like, if... Uh, I won't do it as a reaction just immediately, but, you know, if it comes down to it, if it starts to lose control, Nox will panicklingly uh, cast Levitate on the sh uh, the sled. Okay, cool. Just as Great, like yeah, because it's, it's just got Magdor in, in it, so it's definitely... So Magdor will yeah. have to hold on for dear life uh, just in case uh, the G-Force sends him launching off into, you know, the Abyss, but... Yeah. Do you want to have uh, that uh, prepared as an action? I... <laughs> If you're okay with it, because like, how long can I hold the spell? <laughs> oh, that's the thing. Okay, okay. So here's what I learned about prepared actions with spells that I didn't know. 
a while back is that if it's a leveled spell, technically you expend the spell slot to prepare the action. Right. So, but narratively, I hate that, especially in a, in a combat circumstance. I think it makes a lot of sense. But in an out of combat thing, I think it makes sense to be able to hold the action to be like, if this happens, I will cast the spell. So out of combat, totally fine. In combat, you will have to expend the spell slot, if that makes sense. Sure. I'm fine with that. Then. Fair? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I just okay. want to say a few things about so, yeah. the sled. I sit <laughs> in the second seat, so that way if it goes too fast, Nox can, you know, fall back into the front seat. The third your seat. Axes down. The third seat is super far in the back um, to give the Goliath leg room. There are no seatbelts, and Magdor is clutching onto his Featherfall coin. Nice. Okay. Yeah, uh, the, luckily enough, the, the switchbacks are relatively, l- like, low incline. You can catch it. You catch up to Vol pretty quickly. Do you keep pace with him or ask him to hop in or what? All right, wanna... Hi, Vol. Uh, yeah. Because you can move faster than a walking person. I would say we would pass Vol in... <laughs> I guess like, I, I don't have control on the speed. I think uh, we would be, like, uh, catching up the Vol. Like, we'd be at a similar pace, but Nox is trying to, like, beat wings. Uh, so if Vol wanted to, he could hop on, but we're going to start rocketing. You just hear, Vol, hop on. I think Vol would hop on. I think if he saw it, yeah, I think, uh, sorry, I had to think about that. I think Vol would hop on. Um, And I'd like to think it it would also take him a little bit of a, a little bit of a minute, like a little bit of time to decide. And so he'd probably try and hop on at the last second. Okay. Good thing there's a seat in the very back. Hop on. You're dexterous. You're dexterous, so you get it. Um, Now, are you the equivalent of dashing? Um... our flying mount here, Nox, <laughs> or are you just going 60 feet per round, or are you dashing? Oh, uh, what a time sprinting. to be alive. I'm dashing. Yeah. We're doing dashing? A, we're doing 100, Wonderful. Or 120 flying uh, feet a second. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, the switchbacks kind of forced you to slow a little bit, um, and so getting down to the village is no big deal um, as far as keeping control, even with dashing. Once you get the the hill out of the village is significantly more straight and will allow you to gain a lot more speed on the way down. Uh, But you guys pull up to the village after a couple minutes because the sled is super fast. Um, And uh, it's ruined. It's in tatters, smokes. Uh, You see some body parts, uh, a few dead giants under the rubble. Um, And... uh, seems it's quiet aside from the sound of crackling fire uh looks like some of the fires inside of the houses lit the rubble on fire obviously cryovane didn't do that being a ice dragon you want to do anything here or just solemnly make your way, make your way through uh Vol would hop out. focus yeah okay um and uh magnar can you slow us down I I take both of my hammers and I shove them into the snow. Slamming the, the sled to a halt. And Lox is like, does the full wings to like slow down, 
but as a result, the sled's still going forward, so I actually I'm worried like physic-wise, since I got the front of the sled, I would just basically scorpion clothesline the sled and flip it upside down if I did that. So uh I'll, I'll... No, you Tokyo drift. It, it goes around you and like and then just stops. Okay, I'm better with that. Yeah. Just because Magdor was able to help you slow it down. Okay. Can, um, yeah. Go ahead. Can, can we not stay <laughs> okay. here long? I I still feel bad about what I did. You and I both did this, Magdor. We... We made her think that they were her enemy, and... Just gotta thank God the good it's gonna do for us. As uh, Vol hops out, all he's, he's gonna say, all that matters is... Uh, all that matters is survival. Pay attention. Focus. If we find survivors, we know what to do. And Vol's gonna start uh, going through the village searching, not in any particular order. Uh, not looking for things, just checking if, if there's any corpses, making sure that they're okay, corpses. Go ahead and make a perception check, please, as you search through the rubble for any signs of life. Uh, also, Magdor and... Uh, Nox, what would you like to be doing as he looks to be moving to check through the rebels? Rubble. Nox would probably I'd be stay like, on the sled. You'd stay on the sled? Uh, I think Nox would probably freeze up and be like, uh, if, if we see survivors, do we... Do we kill them? Um, you're not going to get any response from Vol on that question. Because Vol is unsure. This is a moral dilemma for Vol right now. But I rolled a 12 on the perception check. Okay. Um, you... are... looking through the things, not responding to knocks, all the different pieces of rock and stone that have been knocked over. Um, and as you're looking around, you see what looks like a spear point sticking out of the snow, recently knocked over. Um, and as you brush away the the snow, you find that the spearhead is sticking through a giant skull. And the skull looks to be frozen, looks to be wearing some sort of crown, and there's the spears going just like straight through and up in. It looks like to be the head of the king of the frost giants. The, the chief of that village. Uh, but other than that, just, there's honestly not a lot of bodies up here. Looks like she probably just threw them down the mountain for the most part. Would, would I be able to take the skull? Would Vol be able to? Yeah, it's just on the end of a, a spear. It looks like it was probably, like, stuck in the ground uh, near the entrance where you guys had come in originally, and then in the chaos had been knocked over and covered with snow, but the frozen head of the Frost Giant King is on a spear if you want to take it. Okay, so we're talking, like, it's still, it's not completely rotted yet, given the temperature, so it's still, no, yeah. No, it had frozen. Yeah, okay. frozen solid. Um, yeah, Vol would try to bring that with, um, what for? Now, it is giant size, so, I mean, it's, like, three feet tall. Right. Just the head. I was gonna say, okay, yeah. Uh, 
Vol's gonna try to bring it along. You can. Um, it's just gonna be a little clunky. Would it fit in the? Would it fit in the sled? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the head itself? Question mark. You just have to hold it. You just have to hold it yourself. Yeah, Vol would try. Vol would do that then. Um, so you're gonna see, um, uh, Nox, but first, uh, Vol dragging behind him, uh, pulling along uh, this frozen head, decapitated head of a frost giant, um, and he's gonna say, "Come on, it's time to go." As he gets back to the sled and then just plops down with this frozen skull, like, but very casually, very nonchalantly. Max's eyes like bulge a little bit like uh Okay. Uh back to the village. Like the fir- Let's go. First slide's like your passive perceptions? Twenty one. Uh, eleven. Eleven. Thirteen. Eleven? Twenty one? Twenty one? Yes. Twenty one, you hear something from underneath one of the rubble bits that you did not previously hear as you sit down. It sounds like Oh like a like some sort of animal crying. You're going to see Vol backflip out of the I'm going to be honest. You have a 21. It sounds like a puppy, if not more than one. Sounds like a, a dog. Puppy? So you're telling Vol, rubble. who has a dragon and loves Sparkle Sparks, that he hears a puppy. Vol's going to ninja backflip Multiple. out. He's going to ninja backflip out of the sled, land, and then go a full sprint straight to the so- source of the sound. Okay. Uh, it sounds like it's coming from, uh, like, you wipe away some of the snow that you would end rubble, and there is a, what looks like a door that opens flat off the ground, leading into probably some sort of, like, underground cellar or something. Oh, he's going to go in. He, he's, oh, what are you doing? He hears that question, but he's going to go straight in. He's just bolting for it. Just looks at you. Yeah, you open it up, and uh, inside you see what look like wolf pups. Uh, but they don't look like they are from the, uh, the the wolf pack that you had dealt with. They have a different coloration. So it would appear that the frost giants, despite having to give up their wolves, had tried to start to get more wolves because they missed them or missed their usefulness and we're trying to get them in secret from the dragon. So, so... There's like... How many see it? How many of them are there? There's five that are about the size of like a young German Shepherd each but probably only a month or so old. How many can Vol carry at a time? Four. Okay. So... Nox had asked Vol what he's doing as Vol backflipped off the sled, hearing the pups darting below into a mysterious door, and you're gonna see Vol emerge from the cellar with puppies. And looking at <laughs> Nox and Magdor, he's gonna say, There's one more. And Vol's gonna go up to the sled and kick the king, the head of the Frost Giant Chieftain, off the sled. Okay. We can come back for this. Go get one of you. Get the puppy. There's one more. I cast taste to myself and I run. I want the last puppy. 
Oh, inspiration point for everyone. Great roleplay so far. Yeah, you run down there and puppy. And then Vol's going to start. Like they had run out of meat. Vol's going to distribute. Here's here's one to Magdor, and then I'm going to put one more where Knox was. Like, all right, so we all have two now. And then Vol's going to sit there with two puppies. Uh, I'm going to kick Magdor off the sled so I can put my puppy there. Magdor has been like uh, lamenting this whole time and once he sees the puppies come up he like kind of shakes it off he says we, we gotta save all these pups uh, I've got an idea and he's going to use fabricate again and make a uh, addition to the sled like a sidecar for the sled for puppies Uh, yeah it'd be on the side yeah and it would have a, a safer space for them. It'd be higher, a little bit higher walls and uh, a fenced-in area. Is it covered on top? No. Okay. It, it's uh. just maybe a foot-high wall versus the sled that we have, which has no walls, and then another mm. two feet of fence. Okay. So the puppies can still see, but they're a bit safer and... Uh, Bull should be able to just kind of place them in over the wall. Um, seeing that happen, then Vol's gonna do that. Um, try and calm them down a bit, and then pull the head of the Frost Giant Chieftain back on. Okay, now there's and space for this. Yep. Hopefully we don't fight, because I don't have any more spell slots for Wall of Fire. <laughs> oh. Nox? Uh, Nox is reattaching themselves with the rope. They're currently under the effects of a haste spell. Uh, they can do 240 feet a second right now. Keep around. Holy shit. So, I mean, that's without using the bonus action uh, from the haste spell to dash a second time. So, technically, I think it would be 380. Okay, that works too. Uh, yeah. And like you see, like rocket engines, oh, like four eighty. Holy shit! Yeah. Because what movement speed is doubled, so that's that's one twenty. That's for your movement, and then one twenty for your action to dash. So another two forty, then another one twenty for and then bonus if you dash. So that's three sixty. If you dash, that make nope, nope. It changes the two. It doubles your movement. All right, and dash. Movement you said dash. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. that's my bad. Yeah, yeah. So it becomes four eighty. Yeah. <laughs> so Nox is like. Almost like fucking Kale from League of Legends or something. Just the wings start to spread like. Give me the word. Level 16. Great. Give me the word. Vol. Awesome. Uh, so you are super fast. You guys want to book it now or do you want to. What do you want to do? Yeah, Vol's going to hunker down and uh, go. Uh, Magdor is going to try to say the word rush, but he kind of mumbles. So he goes, mush. <laughs> And, like, the, the wings, like, instead of flapping at this point, uh, this is no longer a mechanical feature. This is pure magic at this point. You just the jet feel... engine powers <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he's flapping so fast that our eyes just can't see it. It just looks like a single flat line. Like, in hindsight, <laughs> it might not be a great idea to be right behind the jet stream, but here we are. Uh, yeah. Here we are. Good thing it's aesthetically a jet, not mechanically, because you Cause won't kill them. That would be bad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you just fucking 
go. And you are so fast that the weight limit does not matter at this point. If you can move that fast, doesn't matter how strong you are. You pull everyone into the sky with you. Unless you want to stay on the ground. Yeah, fuck it. We'll figure this out. <laughs> you start moving and you realize you could take flight with them if you wanted to. But in about 45 seconds, you will not be able to move because you'll be exhausted. So what do you want to do? I mean, what's, uh, if we hit that point to where we start the dive bomb, uh, we will have six seconds. Uh, I'll try the, the coast and a dive bomb real quick. And then uh, as soon as I can... <laughs> I got two more chances to burn haste. I will continue to do this as needed. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. So if it's 480 feet per round, and the 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 frost giant village is about halfway up the mountain, uh, to the the actual entrance of the cave, you still got another 3,000 feet down to go. But if you're going down at that angle, times 45, which is nine. Wow. Yep. You are able to get, fly all the way down. You just go boom and straight out, and then you start to lower. And as you hit the ground, you're about the valley floor from the from where it starts going up in the valley floor to you get past the original or giant uh, Valnugoni village, and almost to the tree line. You're able to go a whopping four thousand three hundred and twenty feet. In 45 seconds. Jesus. We just waved uh, to the wolves finding yourself, the giants. That's yeah, you've only got about... Goliaths. You've only got like three minutes if you want to head to the village first. Three minutes to the village at a normal pace at this point. Oh, no, sorry. No, the, the village, village is, is down is, in the yeah, second valley. Yeah, so we've got a little bit ways to go. Okay, you're about three minutes to the, fir the secondary destroyed village. Uh, I guess I didn't really ask you if you wanted to go. Do you want to go to the rift or do you want to go back to the village? I'll uh, take these puppies back to the village. I'm gonna say I don't know. <laughs> I just want to down village, the fucking village. Mountain. Village. <laughs> okay. Uh, everybody wants to go to the village, so we are heading to the village. Okay. And even with your normal fly speed, you guys are able to make great time as you get through the forest, down the switchbacks, into the secondary where you first met the wolves at the cage with uh, sick wolf puppies in all of about the time it took the wolves to run you here because they have a similar speed. Um, it's like hour, maybe two, but you get there with the pups uh, and you are greeted by everyone who is very, very interested to hear about what happened. And the wolves are all very cautious about the puppies, but all the Valnugoni are warming up to it. So they, go in and like looking at you Vol, they kind of tentatively start to pet while looking for approval and then they just start playing with them <laughs> um yeah and Vol's gonna gesture to somebody to uh, help him with the or at least take the head away um yeah and your brother does Trod takes it and he says whoa quite the trophy uh, yeah, we have much to talk about, and Vol's gonna go straight to the Alpha. Um, it seems like they were starting a new, a new brood, uh, trying to domesticate a new group of pups. They might not be from your pack, but they're still puppies. Hmm. It is not normally my way. 
you think it wise to take on the genes of another wolf? For all we... I do not understand too much about the wolf way, maybe, but... They do not share my, my essence, my life. They are the essence of another male. Yet you decided to make me alpha. Doesn't necessarily have to be part of mm. your essence. We're all fighting for the same thing. Mm. You'll teach them your ways regardless. So whether or not they have your blood, they'll still be a part of your pack. Mm. And he barks in the direction of all the puppies that are being played with and stuff. And they like snap and then like run and sit at his feet. And uh, he says, this will do. Um, Magdor is going to look at the wolf and uh, Vol and understand a little bit of what they're saying. He's going to say in Giant, this new pack like Vol Knox pack. <clears throat> oh yeah, he has you been learning a little learn giant. fast. Good job. He says to make sure that you can yeah. understand him in giant. <laughs> um, so before we carry on with this, I want to ask, I know we were flying super fast. Like we were flying super, super fast. But would there by any chance been a moment where Vol might have noticed the base of the mountain? Yeah, I mean, you can have noticed a lot of things from that height. <laughs> what about the base of the mountain? I'm asking about the corpses of the other frost giants. Uh, yeah, you do notice a few. Uh, none of them are moving. Um, I think the, the, the side of the mountain that falls farther is the one that you cannot see currently. So it's likely that even though she's not smart, she understands how to kill things, and a, a farther fall is more likely to kill something. She probably threw most of them off the opposite side. Um, Vol's gonna look at the alpha and say, I, we need to meet with my father. Most, if not all, the Frost Giants are dead. I am no longer the one you need to be speaking with if you're looking for the Alpha. I am the Beta, now. Well, regardless of titles, I just wanted to let you know. I think that would bring you and your pack some relief. Look to my son. Grep is alpha now. Oh. What? Magdor says what? He's um, younger. He's stronger. He has abilities I do not have. We fought for it. He won. Magdor's okay. gonna look over at Nox, because Nox, Magdor realized Nox hasted himself. Yeah, Nox is like, can I Gatorade, like they, they're, they're, they're like dressed uh, like, please. <laughs> like ropes strapped to the ground, and Knox is like an old man, super dehydrated at this point because they went through that exhausted state like three, four times right there, and they're just like, Magdor's <laughs> ah, no. gonna hand him the jug of alchemy. Oh, thank you. Uh, they're gonna drink whatever cork uh, Magdor and popped. It's it's ale. Fuck. <laughs> it's it's uh, ale. like super hydrating. <laughs> Nox like takes like out of desperation, believes that Magdor would understand that they need hydration, 
And so, like, just mind fried from working that hard. Steam is coming off of them at this point, just like cooling down period, and uh, they just take the biggest amounts of gulp of alcohol, apparently, uh, that they can possibly have, and yeah, they, like, they drink, and it's like yeah, that that's a really worth tasting Gatorade, Magdor it's ale fuck <laughs> get yourself, Volt's gonna go oh, back yeah. uh, <laughs> oops Volt's gonna come back to you after all that happened and say, uh Get yourself sorted. I'm gonna need your help explaining what just happened. And Vol's gonna start heading the direction of his father's tent. Nox just starts eating snow at this point. Uh, <laughs> Grep heads in. Uh, see Grep. Give you guys a nod as you start to head that direction. And he goes under the tent flap where you assume your father probably is. As we walk, I'm gonna pat Nox on the shoulder and say, You know I can't change it after I drank ale in the morning. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, how much do you think Knox drank right there? Like they they gulped it like it was the uh, sweet nectar of life kind of shit. I make one con save. I think that's fair. It can do three gallons per minute. <laughs> I I doubt he was able to drink three gallons in a minute. <laughs> Knox tries though. Uh. A uh, seventeen. Seventeen? Yeah, no, you are pleasantly buzzed, but nothing that would impede your uh like your decision making or anything like that. You know you're still thirsty for sure. Yeah. But you're you're pleasantly buzzed. Yeah. yeah. Nox is like thinking that like big brain buzz like snow is water. Uh and they like they just <laughs> Yeah, they just keep like making snow cones and like eating the shit out of it desperately at just this melting point. Them. Because you have prestidigitation, right? Uh, I don't have... you have prestidigitation? I wish I did, but I do not. Do you have anything that can melt snow? Yeah, I got fireball. Other than your own body heat. Fireball, yeah. So you could, like, like put it in your hands, do a little firebolt, and then drink it. <laughs> so it, like, melts the snow real quick, and then you just drink some water or something like that. You just see Nox, like, randomly, like, finger guns uh, trying out the snow, but accidentally, because they're buzzed, <laughs> they shoot, like, randomly 45 degrees to the right. Close enough. Ugh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but all right. So you guys see that your your changeling your changeling friend has gotten pleasantly buzzed and is shooting firebolts at snow and then drinking, drinking it. Do what you can to survive. <laughs> like a boss. <laughs> but do you head into the tent after you get a few drinks of firebolt snow there? Yes. Uh, and that sounds like a new brand of soda, firebolt snow. Firebolt. I was it's just water. Firebolt snow. There you go. Yeah. Uh, sweet. So you guys make your way into the tent eventually, uh, all together uh, at some point. Uh, and once you're all in, and uh, the last person is coming into the chief's hut, uh, Grook says, "Uh, so you killed the frost giant chief." No, um... How do you have his head on a giant spear? It was already on a giant spear. That must have been how Cryovane was keeping the Frost Giants under her control. That's at uh, least my guess. 
that's uh, she maybe would have attacked the chieftain first made an example of him and she led them by fear what of this dragon well so the dragon <laughs> um nox would you like to tell us what happened with the dragon because i think you saw oh Dragon, these nuts cross your forehead. That's our nuts bust. You hear, you hear Magdor chuckle. <laughs> you see your grandfather think for a second and then go, and then just a small smile creep across his face and he says, "Ha these nuts." Oh, give me a second, Dad! Uh, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> None of my friends, Dad. What? He's funny. I need a place to sit. I'm gonna minor illusion a chair and like fall down trying to sit on it, <laughs> thinking that I can create a chair like Magdor for a second. Oh shit, that's Magdor's thing, not mine. Uh... Uh... And uh, Trod comes up to you with one hand and helps pull you up, and then slides a log that they use for sitting underneath you, and just helps set you down if you'll allow him. Thank. Like, there you go. Thank you, Uncle Brother. Trod. Uh, I mean, brother, but also nephew, whatever. Um, <laughs> and he pat, pats you on the head. Step, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> Ooh, All I'm imagining is he just picks him up by putting his hand over his entire <laughs> skull. <and> just <laughs> picks him <laughs> up. <laughs> it's like a crane. <laughs> uh, and uh, he sits down next to you and he says, So what happened? Uh... uh so, ah! so, like, I, I, I'm grunting the trying to formulate. So we went to the top of the mountain, and there was a dragon, and it's not a smart dragon, as it turns out. Uh, like, really, really dumb, but. We were gonna fight it, and like, uh, Nox is like, just trying to like, minor illusion, like, uh, parts of the story, as they try to pull themselves to, together, cause they're still fucking buzzed and exhausted at this point. There was a dragon, and then there was us, we were gonna fight it, but then, it wanted the talk. Honestly, like, uh, the dragon wanted the talk. Was it fierce? Large, terrifying, beautiful. I... <laughs> mm. Really derpy. Uh, Magdor decided <laughs> to convince it that the Frost Giants wanted to kill her. And so she decided she wanted to kill all the Frost Giants. Which is... She believed you. She, she believed Magdor. I mean... Magdor, hmm. with his oddly silvery tongue, like, what, like looks over at uh, Magdor, like, he spoke with, like, wisdom, like, the whispers on the wind that carries the the, the true secrets of lies. You o honestly, I was just... <laughs> still don't understand how that happened. I mean, I... I see the people in the room that aren't you guys... Just their brains are hurting at hearing the, <laughs> the wind carrying the true secrets of lies. 
they're all doing the Zach Galifianakis fucking calculation. <laughs> or the lady from the Spanish <laughs> telenovela, like, all confused and... But she did it? Yeah. After she was convinced that the Frost Giants called her a bitch, which, honestly, I, I, I feel... Oof. Yeah, we... And then... Here's the big whammy. Uh, do you know about this uh, magical rift in the 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 prime deme- uh, prime plane here that is said to affect time? Yes, of course. Uh, magical time rift. Yes, yes. Greppa talked to me about something like that once, but it's not really my forte. For- this is... Uh, Guruk speaking, and he says, I, I don't know, she said it was something about a time portal or something. Uh, but I don't really understand what it is. So, hypothetically, from what we know so far, let's say we take uh, this dire wolf pup, uh, like they point at uh, one of these uh, new puppies, and you were to put it in the rift. Uh, currently, amongst many other possible things happens, it either comes up a comes out a full grown direwolf in some point in time, or we never see it again. Uh, and we told the dragon that there's a time rift, and we told it it might get stronger if it goes in there. And it, I'm sure you saw the lights. Is that true? I Will it get stronger? I'm not a reader. I'm a doer. How am I supposed to know, Trot? I mean, you are Greppa's protege. Oh, you're, you're too flattered. I trusted your instinct. I'm sure that you... Rest in peace, Greppa. May, you may be... You are more likely to be correct than any of us. Uh, what do you think? I, I know who we can ask. I'm going to pull out my sending stones. And I'm going to say... Oh. Brandon? No, no. Uh, this Sipsian. is for... Yeah. Oh, Sipsian! And I'm I gonna mean, say, either or. <laughs> we sent a dragon through a time rift. Is time rift two words? I'll say it's two words. Is that a bad thing a or are we all doomed? Question mark. In your head, not through the stone you hear, what in the hell did you do? I need you to think really hard about where you are right now for the next minute. Can you do this? I'm gonna have to roll the dice. <laughs> Just focus on your current location, Magdor. It's not hard. Alright, Magdor focuses. You you guys obviously can't hear any of this. So you just see Magdor like look like he's constipated. Mag <laughs> Magdor, who do you possibly Oh my gosh, Magdor, there's a hole over there where they take a shit. What are you doing? Drop your pants at least. Uh Throughout this entire time before Sipsian shows up, Vol's been, like, rubbing the, his face, his temples, because Vol is not the most arcanely trained, much like the other Goliaths, but his awa- awakening with rune magic, I think he's starting to realize what's happening. Like, he's slowly starting to understand yeah. the gravity of what just happened. Yeah. Um, and then, after about a minute, you guys see a portal open up inside of this room and out of it like like a blue line appears 
and then two drow hands pull them apart and step through and like a curtain falls back together and disappears. Oh, thank and he says, God, I was wondering if we Hello. were gonna fight somebody this episode. And honestly, I thought this was gonna end a terrible end, but perfect. Uh, I was not even he's... surprised. He hears Sipsian's voice. How are you? Um, He bows towards the Goliath, which he's never met before. I apologize for the intrusion. Your well, friend over here, he has sent me a very disturbing message. He sent a dragon into a time rift? Dad, this... You did this, Father, this Magdor? is... Father, this is Sipsian. He tried to kill me, or at least his group tried to kill me once. They weren't... Six, I, it's it's complicated. A few times. But Sipsian's a friend now. I helped he cured to, me. Uh, he's, he's, I he's helped a good person. to let your friends know... I helped rescue you, yes. I give your friends information Before to kidnapping, yes. help them find you. He's, he's friendly. Yes. He's, he's not going to do anything. If oh, he tries to do anything, there's a bunch of us, so it's fine. Sipsian, it's good to see you. Hey, we uh, we oui, oui, uh, uh, <laughs> so... Did you just fucking wee explain wee at me? <laughs> I, I'm not even 18 yet. Do you know what happens if you show wee wee to me? Wee wee pee pee. No, it's called whoop whoop. Uh, Twenty years I'm sorry, in the dungeon. Sorry, my uh, my under common uh, is uh, <laughs> coming out. Anyway, uh, knocks a dragon through the time rift. Oh, uh, good. what? So, are you aware of Dunamancy? Um, but Mac, like, uh, Nox no. is like sobering up and like Magdor. You took credit for it in the speech. You even took credit in the recap of the, this episode. Do not try to put the blame on me. <laughs> so, Magdwell, are you aware of Dunamancy since you did this? No. What's, um... It is said that uh, there, there is eight schools of magic, yes? You know, transmutation, all of these other ones, evocation, such. Healing. Uh, enchantment. Uh, yes, that is a, f it's a, it's a byproduct of one of the schools. Transmutation or uh, restorative magics, um, usually uh, abjuration is usually healing magics. But it is said that there is a ninth school which combines features of all of the other ones, which is known as Dunamancy. The, you know, the, the secrets of this magic have been lost to the sense of time uh, no one is a practitioner. Uh, the scrolls, the resources, the masters have all been lost. Uh, so if you believe you found... How do you know that you found a time rift? Uh, somebody told uh, us, actually. Brandon. And this person was? Who? Brandon. Was, was it Brandon? Um, as a player, this was, we were originally told by the shopkeepers, Mud and Dale? Mud and Gale? Mud and... Mud and... Oh my god. I'm, Mud and I Gavin? Galvin? Oh my god. Galvin? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. The two shopkeepers yeah. that are, you know, archaeolo archaeologists and, uh... Explorers, treasure hunters, yeah. Specialists, yeah. yeah. Uh, they mm -hmm. were the ones who told us about the time rift. Um, I think Brandon may have confirmed it. I can't remember if we maybe had a conversation or brought it up with him, we, but we, we learned about it. To it. Him. Yeah, I feel like we did, but Mud and Dale were the ones. Oh, I'm going to keep calling them Mud and Dale. They were the ones who told us about it. Chip and Dale's. So you have 
You've confirmed this with uh, multiple people who you trust. Sure. I. And now a dragon has gone through it? An adult. A white dragon? An adult. Please say it's some sort of metallic dragon. White. You sent that stupid... Ugh. All white dragons are dummies. That's, what, that's only why get she fell for it. Several thousand years. But uh, I don't know what could happen as a result of this. The, the results are as wide as the possibilities of time itself. It could, you know, reverse her entire life cycle, she, a la Benjamin Button, and she could cease to exist. That's um, what what's, I've been saying. What's uh, everybody else's reaction also, to um, Sipsy and they just popping out? They look very confused. Uh, they are not on alert because you guys aren't on alert. Uh, but they're just listening. Okay. At this point. So, uh, what would you have me do? I don't know. Uh, without being able to observe the time rift, I cannot theorize. Uh, oh. where is it? Uh, well, we, we can point you in the direction of it, but I think you should have a conversation with Garuk on what the village should do. <laughs> Uh, I do not know these people, so I cannot advise them unless I see if the rift has disappeared. Then maybe you are fine. I don't know. Um, knock so where still was, there. He can point you. We we know roughly was. where it is. Um, if you'd like to wait, was or is. Well, we we saw where it was from a different peak, so we still don't know if it's there or not. So mm. if you'd like to wait until the morning. Once things are settled down a little bit, we can. Do you remember which peak? Um, I feel like Vol would know, standing on that peak, knowing where the peak the the Cryovane's lair was. Cryo Cave was. Yeah. You know the direction. You can stand up on Cryo Cave. The cryo Yeah, so you can cave. stand up. If you stand up on top of the cave system that has some trees, but is slightly higher than the tree line around it, here you can actually see where her cave was, and then, you know. You can see the other peak from that peak. Um, he says, I will be back. Okay. And he just goes, disappears. Fuck, I wanted to kill him. We're not fighting anybody today. Why did you want, why did you want to fight your friend who would help us with the time rift? Uh, Karuk says. I look at Vol. You were the one who wanted to fight. Why are you looking at me? I wanted to fight a dragon, not Sibsian. He cured me of my of my curse. That's right. You probably would have told them this story. You've, been, you've spent a lot of time with them. We'll assume they heard it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Why, grandson, why do you harbor so much ill will towards this? What? What is he? He looks like an elf. He's a drow. But they're a type of... They're a type of elf. Yes. Oh. His eyes are a little unnerving. They're red. I they, know, uh, right? They're native to the Underdark. Is a, Magdor's uh, gonna... Oh. Yeah. Magdor's gonna look over at Nox and just peer into his eyes. Zipsia, did you leave? 
Johannes a red blushing. too. <laughs> Anyways, um, while Sipsian is dealing with that, um, we have some new pups. That did you? And your your father looks embarrassed for always says, "Did you uh, find the gem?" Vol's gonna pull out the dagger from his chest and place it down in the ground in front of him. Did we leave your mom's corpse in the village? Question mark. I'm, sure. yeah, I'm sure. As a player, that someone of <laughs> somebody would have taken care of that. We forgot yeah. the mother. <laughs> even if you didn't, do, we forgot the mother. Even if you didn't, Tr Trot or Garuk would have made sure to make sure she was brought along. Um, uh, we should begin preparations. Then. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Do you, do you know how to use it? I want to say Vol would say that he'd know how to use it, given that he spent so much time with the dagger. He's not maybe necessarily attuned to it. You have to attune to it. You have to attune to it. So you would have to spend an hour to attune to it, but then you would know. Um, this we is could, like we could call Brandon over to get some help. No, uh, Vol's, when you say that, Vol's going to hold a dagger by the blade up in his hands, looking at it. Uh, Spring. All the NPCs <laughs> from the whole season just right back into one room, yeah, huh? Let's, um, you dick. let's call it Algira. Algira! Algira! I, think this is... I won't go out with you. Damn it. <laughs> Damn. Wait until I'm 18. I'll be a real changeling man thing. Why do you think I've said no over and over? I've this only asked like, you once. Uh, other because you're underage! Anyway, back Magical to mother. <laughs> items that I've used, uh, so I think if I spent some time with it, I think I'd understand how to use it. Don't think we need to call Brandon a frail old man out to the cold here. No need to bring in all oh. the NPCs. As hey, Brandon pops up behind me. Oh. <laughs> if I go yes, to the hello. Floor. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> no, 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 he's not there. Damn uh, it. Good, um, do you need a space uh should 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 we bring <coughs> can people watch um i i i will leave that up to you i think it'll i i don't even know what i'd have to do just yet but i need an hour or so conveniently i know that i need uh -huh. an hour i i believe it might be good for the morale of the village if they were to see mother come back too but maybe after she's been given a chance to adjust. Maybe. Okay, so mm. I'm gonna go over there and Vol's gonna point like beyond the tent and I will be back in an hour. Okay. Alright. Um, and he steps out of the room and as he steps out, uh, your good friend Sipsian pops back into the space and he says... Um, so I had a chance to look at the tower, the, um, the place where the, the remnant magic was. Um, there is no more rift. It appears to have closed for the moment. We, we completed. Uh, whatever happens. Uh, is the dragon going through? I don't know if something so large, uh, was taxing on the energies. It was required to keep it open. Um, I'm... I'm a little interesting to, interested to find out if, um, like, why it was there in the first place. So, 
you appear to be in the clear. Uh, Magdor's gonna look over at Nox and says, Well, looks like we completed two quests with one dragon. <laughs> but Magdor, that dragon could come back at any time if... It could be a month, it could be a week, it could be 20 years. You are not wrong. We cannot predict what will happen. But, um... That time rift did not open on accident. Unfortunately, there's not a name tag on the, you know, the signature, the magic energy around it. Yeah. So. I was going to go through it and finally turn 18 so I could legally date Algira. Or at least try. Listen, I apologize, but I was um doing something back at the Arcane Tower. Uh, do you need me for anything else? No, no. It, I will make note of this possibly blowing up on us in the future. If, but if you need to uh, kidnap somebody to get your needs done, go ahead and get right to it. Oh, you're a funny fellow. Uh, Magdor's gonna say, uh, just have them ready in case you know a dragon comes. Well, I found doubt that. Uh, no matter how strong a white dragon in fact, I, I doubt that it could compare with Clouth. So, yeah, no matter what, Clouth will put her in her place when she returns, I think. Alright. And we have a tedious uh, sort of, not tedious, we have a tentative sort of alliance with him. He has his space, we have ours, so as long as he stays top king, we will be fine. All right. But I hope everything is well with you and yours. Um, and uh, kind of like, you know, like the thing they had Sleeping Beauty in? It's like a coffin, but the top of it's see-through. Yeah. Basically, it looks like Greppa had put up something like that, but the glass, instead of it being glass, it's like sort of like a see-through magical barrier that seems to have preserved her. Um and uh, there's like a small gem on the bottom of the box um, that ha that's like glowing and kind of pulsating. Um, and he says, well, looks like you have more to attend to, but I will uh, see you later, my friends. I'm glad to see you are safe and you look much more powerful. So <laughs> happy hunting with your future adventures. All right, bye. Gone. Um, while we wait for... <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to kill him. I did. I had my spell casted and everything, okay? You, you were such a good job restraining yourself. Uh, and uh, you, you see your grandfather say, I'm proud of you. Your rage was palpable. Whatever that man did, he must have deserved it, but... I think he's the first person to say he's... Help. I think he's the first person to say he's proud of you, Nox. I've said that before. <laughs> you can see Vol stick his head all the time. Thank you, Grandpa. I said it. <laughs> why, why do dwarves um, hunt dragons you... in the morning? I don't know. Because the early beard gets the worm. <laughs> <laughs> Magdor's gonna Hunting walk out of the tent and find Grep. You know me well. <laughs> Grep was in the tent because he's the alpha, so he's in on the meeting. Grep's in the tent. 
walks Mad you go Dorn over to Grepper. Walks back into the tent, realizing <laughs> Grep was already there. <laughs> okay, Magdor. I, I was gonna make a really, really long bad lizard joke, but I didn't want it to drag on. Cole has stabbed himself with the dagger. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. <laughs> uh, Magdor's actually gonna chuckle at that one and take a drink. Um, would you guys mind helping us get the room set up? It will take some time to prepare a space, and uh, I have a few Valnagoni rituals I'd like to follow in the process of this. Oh, have you revived many dead chiefs? No, just uh, trying to be respectful of my wife, and um, it's kind of something new—a bit of a like a like a birth celebration but with elements of a funeral right because she's coming back so do we get something i'm so excited to see her oh i could see grandma too another grandma so will you help me of course i think uh, we all could but i do have one thing i need to do and uh i'm gonna walk over to Greppin pet him and say uh in giant you alpha now uh and he 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 looks at you and says in common yes me alpha magdor's head hurts a little bit um <laughs> he was expecting giant why well, um, use many words when little words do trick see <laughs> world <laughs> He's going to say, uh, do you mind if I get some of the stuff back that I gave you to watch? Which was just the boat. And, and this is, okay, yeah, this is me forgetting. Okay, yeah, the boat. And he, he, uh, he says, yes, for you. Did he, he like paw at it some, from somewhere? Yeah. He's like, pause. He like walks over to where he was storing it in this tent. It. As much as I hate this stuff, it might be useful. Boat good, water bad. Water bad. Boat good. Water bad. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> and he does that awesomely cute thing that dogs do where they just look at you and turn their head. Yeah. I can't remember, Nick, did I give you the blood spear? Yeah. Okay. You said it next to the throne, but I assumed you took it with you. You assumed correct, sir. Alright. I was gonna because say, I if forgot. I didn't, then it was going to become a chew toy. Let's say I probably Jeez. set it down somewhere within reach, because my focus is not on the blood spear to help you fulfill your yeah. chew toy fantasies. It's in the tent, Magdor. You see it. It's right there. Magdor's going to eyeball it. It's an amazing spear. The Nobody in our party uses spears. It's a shame we didn't have like a fighter or something that uses pole arms. Grab. Grab. I'm gonna Grab. pick it You're up. A You're a fighter. I'm gonna Grab. Throw open the thing of the tent. 
and if you were in uh, Vol's position right now, you just see an arm sticking out with this spear. And I chuck it out of the cave and out of the tent. Say, fetch. And he looks at you, and then walks slowly out of the tent. And then you hear, <laughs> he just like books it as soon as he gets out of there. But he returns just a few moments later because I don't think you could have thrown it too far. No. Um, and he just sets it on the ground and like you can see him going, he says, tastes bad. Tainted blood. Oh, well, that's all I had. And then he just comes back in and he says, thanks anyway. Um, and then at that moment, uh, uh, <laughs> Kruk says, so my son will be done in about 40 minutes. So it just did just within the hour you we should it will take some time to prepare we should start mm. really hoping to fight something today you know uh nox is gonna help but it's gonna look like for like a, a oh some random traveler that kicks a dog or something to walk down the pathway you could spa with grep we can prepare while you spa with grep you know, I don't have enough uh, third spell slots. I, 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 I'm, I'm good. Oh, I'm gonna turn to grip. I think he's scared of you. I start burning sorcery points to get myself a, a third slot. <laughs> and you just see that he seems unwilling to fight him. Not because he is proud, but because he knows that he would die. Grep or Nox? Grep. Grep. He says he, they will kill me much stronger. Fight dragons, giants. Yetis. Yetis. I know my strength. Strong for wolf. Not strong for Nox. What are you guys talking shit behind my back for? He's saying this in common. Oh, okay. You can understand him. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I forgot that I knew common for a second. <sighs> Who's strong? Well, I tried, and I'm going to go to Grook and say, what do you need? And then he just begins to lay out like a ceremony where you're going to put some things down. Um... Uh, basically setting up the whole tent, kind of rearranging where the fire pit is, where you're going to move her, you know, lack of, for lack of a better term, casket there. Um, and it takes about about the equivalent, the, a similar amount of time it takes to attune to the dagger to set up the tent, the yurt. Um, and by the time you finish uh, or you're getting close to Dunvol, you finish attuning and you realize that you can indeed cast True Resurrection one time, and then it will expend all of the magic from the dagger. It will still remain plus one, I believe, but it won't have any sort of magical properties. Um, would... Would it be fair to say, because Tinder Strike has a flaw, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Act without taking thinking and take risks without weighing the consequences. Would that flaw, like, this is me more of a general question, would that flaw kind of set in immediately? Immediately. Is there something I can do to try to fight that flaw? It is a flaw, so it is something it's, like it, okay. it's like you know, if you have a prop, if you compulsively lie, you're not going to. 
it's really hard to try and consciously get rid of something that you do compulsively. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm just asking purely just to understand uh, just more generally um, how this might work, but... You could probably make a check, but it will have a reasonably decent DC to try to avoid. Well, I mean, regardless, uh, what might happen in this case is, um, like, the there's no inherent downside to how this would play out if I'm going to act without thinking through, pro like, rashly and not thinking co consequences through. Really, what would happen now is Vol would, like, rush back in and immediately cast a spell. Um, yeah, so you rush in, and they are setting up the room still. And let me make sure. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just a... Uh... I... I... I'm gonna get the casting time. Yeah, no, I think... I think... I think I'll do that. I think that's what Vol would it do. takes one hour, so... Um, because, yeah, act without thinking and take risks without weighing the consequences, and there's no inherently bad risk with this, but, um, upon, like, like, you know, when the human finishes, I, I would imagine there's some sort of ding in his head, like, he hears, and he's like, oh, I can do that, and then he just gets up, waltzes right in, uh, or wherever they've set up. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so how would that work also with this? Would I have to stab my mother to cast a spell? No. No, okay. No. No. <laughs> no. You do anyway. <laughs> uh, no, so... Uh. I, um, you just hold the dagger and touch her, yeah. and you can cast it. Or more like um, the dagger would be in my right hand, and I'd place the dagger on her chest with my hand also on the dagger, and then I'd just stand there for an hour while people are still setting up around yeah, me. Yeah, and so if you have you guys seen the box office James Cameron hit the Avatar? Yes. Is she turning blue? Uh, no, <laughs> she's not turning blue, Damn. but it is similar in that, like, he wasn't, Garuk wasn't quite ready for you guys, you to start, but you come in and pot, hit that gem on the front, the the clear crystalline, you know, covering goes away, and just her body is there on top of basically a long box. And uh, you put your the chest to your, you know, your, your the dagger to your chest and start incanting, you know, incanting and muttering the words of this spell and the different, you know, arcane pieces that go along with it. Being guided effectively by something you... So you're saying words you don't understand because the item allows you to do so. Um, and your father just goes, oh, oh, okay. And then he just comes around and then everybody uh, that's in the room kind of sits around and they start doing... They start chanting what you would recognize as kind of like a... Uh, like a support chant, basically. Where they are together with you and they are saying things in giant simple things encouraging those even those that don't speak giant because it's so repetitive to join them in that chant um uh and then even stopping to be like this is to help and then uh is there anything you guys want to do in response to that like obviously vol you're kind of locked in but Magdor, nox how do you react to that uh Nox mutters in like the deepest voice they can. Uh, it, they don't know giant, so they just keep going. This is to help. This is to help. This is to I'm gonna, help. I'm gonna look over after the third time, and say they're saying guide, and then I'm gonna start saying it in dwarf or in uh sorry giant. Giant. Okay. 
Okay. Awesome. Yeah. They... Uh, yes. Yeah, so you join in in your own ways. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, Tyler. Was there something else you want to say? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'll I'll just try to uh, mimic the word that Magdor says. I forgot to ask about Twilight. I did leave Twilight with my dad. Would he have just? Would I? Is it fair to assume that he would have just followed me once I had returned? Uh, Major, did you already make a nature check to determine Twilight's sex? No. Make a nature check real quick. Oh shit! You about to have Twilight babies? Uh, well. <laughs> I I rolled a nat twenties for a total of twenty five. Nice. Twilight's definitely a girl. You just didn't notice before. It's a female. Oh, you're a dragon. girl dragon. I think Twilight is a pretty you're neutral a girl name. <laughs> oh, you're a girl. Oh, inspiration point for this rec reference. I did Go pretty good on that one. I'm happy on you that did. one. <laughs> that was good. Uh yeah, but Twilight sits on your shoulder vole and like nuzzles you. Uh, as you continue this ritual. Um, and um, eventually you start to see components actually being manifested by the gem itself, uh, which is most likely why the gem will be consumed and or the magic consumed itself because uh, the pieces of this spell that would have been consumed by the spell are being provided by the powerful magic of the spell. So you see, like, diamonds pulling the, like, floating out of the hilts and floating in the air around it with bits of water interlacing around it. Um, and um, after about an hour of this, eventually they all just kind of coalesce into a bright light over her body, um, making her body impossible to see because of how bright the light is. And then uh, the sounds of the magic... The words that you're muttering, you don't. You find an end to it. There's nothing else to say. The gem no longer moves like lava, but hardens like a cooling magma. And you see, as the light fades away, her breathe in. And it appears as though she's just sleeping. Breathing slowly in and out. Um, Vol would take a step back. Your father looks... He, he looks... Did it work? Uh, I think he's, you need he's, to kiss her. Vol's gonna sh shake his head Nox at that. rubs their hands together. She's, she's breathing. I never kissed a woman before. And Vol's gonna kind of like fall back on, on his butt. I would imagine he's also <laughs> been standing in place for an hour because uh, he did this without yeah. thinking. So, and I would like to think that this is the first time he's casted magic properly, not like nature magic, you know, like not some ranger Horror bullshit. Magic. Yeah. yeah. Um, Vols, for lack of a better term, shook. <laughs> he's he's yeah. not entirely definitely not exhausted because the power of the magic came from the dagger, but definitely like it was maybe a little eye opening. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so Vol's gonna fall back on his ass a little bit just for a few minutes while he says, uh, sh she's breathing. Yeah, as you f you fall to the, one of these logs settled around her, these uh, stumps that you guys use as chairs, um, you say, she's breathing. And you hear her say, 
for opener. Like, you don't see this. You just hear her voice. And she says, Son? When you look up, she's turned her head and she's looking at you, confused. You're in heaven now, Mom. <laughs> Mom? Just use Vol's voice. <laughs> yes, Mother, I am here. Vol leaves. Vol doesn't... Despite knowing what happened, Vol still doesn't know what happened. So he's... shaken. He does not respond. She sits up and looks confusedly at the dwarf who called her mom and the, uh... Are you in half-elf form? I, I think, nice. uh, I'd be in changeling form at this point, just like, uh... Changeling form? Just tired. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she looks at the changeling and looks around the room to the several, because the Alpha, Beta, and the Matriarch are all in here, being Grep, the former Alpha, and the Matriarch are here. Um, so there's three giant direwolves, a changeling, a dwarf she's never met, changeling she's never met, her grown-up son, and two injured members of her family, being her son, Trod, and her husband, Gruk. And she looks around and to Gruk and says, Where? Where am I? When am I? Uh... So that worked. And she gets up and starts to walk and then immediately falls because she hasn't used these muscles. So she like pulls her legs off and then tries to walk but falls towards you and lands on the ground in front of you. I was gonna say I'd like to like... Pull. Notice and try to do something before she fell to the ground. Okay, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So she steps forward and you see her begin to fall. Uh, you don't even need to make a check. You you catch your mother. And as you hold her, she looks up at you and says, When am I, Vol? Uh, the year is 2020. Everything's gone to shit. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. First Kobe died, then Killer Bees, then Coronavirus. <laughs> Fucking Walt I, Disney yeah. finally comes out of the cryostasis. <laughs> Years gone to shit. Put me back in. Put me back in, coach. <laughs> Vol's gonna look between his mother and his father and go like, um, I'm not, I'm not sure how long it's been. Uh, maybe a year, maybe less. I wandered the 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 ethereal for what felt like thousands of years, and I. I saw one point in time that terrified me as I moved through time and space, just casual observer floating on the wind. I saw kingdoms fall, I saw heroes rise and villains win at different times. One time I saw There will be a time when you will be called upon again to fight what you've created. Uh, but it will not be for at least 25 years. And then Vol looking at uh, Nox and Magdor, well, at least we'll be alive. And Vol's gonna help her back onto like where she was resting and sit next to her. She sits back down with you where you set her and says 
we will be prepared. And the confused look that you saw when she first came out has now changed the same resolute strength that you remember before. Um, and she says, how did you... I think do this. I th and she looks around the room with people of different creeds and races <laughs> and wolves, and you are here wearing Val Nugoni tattoos on your skin. Um, we. It's a long story, about thirty-five episodes. Um, <laughs> I'll make sure to listen, <laughs> subscribe as well. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> we we work really hard. Um. Well, that's your grandson. Who are these? And I'm going to point at uh, Knox. It's uh, my ward I took in during my time mm. off the spine. Um, uh, you were exiled, remember? I remember, Magdor. Weren't you exiled too? I. Uh, yeah. I was, that's I was how exiled that feels. from my parents. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma! Shots fired! Knox <laughs> um, is gonna and... jump into uh, Vol's arms with Grandma. Oh, uh, grandson. My word. And uh. now also. And she does embrace you, she just seems confused about how to refer to you. Grandchild. Grandchild. Um, Wonderful. They call me a master They've caller here. Father's, uh... My name is Alani Skullcrusher. I'm gonna mouth over to Vol, like, we probably shouldn't tell her her mom's dead, right? Oh. Oh, you mouthed it? Yeah. You didn't say I that. I mouthed it. Okay. Um. That's Magdor. Good friend. Good friend. Um, they've uh, both been dubbed yes, as... the village has become much more diverse. <laughs> they've both been dubbed by uh, Val Nugoni by father. Because we came to help with the dragon. Oh, there was a dragon and the frost giants attacked. I think you were alive for when that happened. Yeah. We formed an alliance <laughs> yeah. with the dire wolves. So, meet the dire wolves. And they are friends. Yes. And she goes up and, like... Like, she says, help me stand. Vol would be assisting. She puts her arm around your shoulder. We stand for Grandma. And she walks up and to the closest one, which is Grep, who is just looking at her. Not angry, not mad, just very neutral. Almost like he's trying to assess her. And um, she, with your help, gets close and she says, thank you. And then she lets go of you and just stands there, seemingly staunch, like she is just standing on her own. <laughs> this woman has a will to do what she believes to do. And she uh, just stands face to face with this sitting giant horse-sized direwolf and then just puts her hand up on his face and says, yes, we will become good friends. Oh, and this is Twilight. To Twilight? I'm, uh, I said, oh, and this is Twilight, as well, as I show off Twilight. Oh, to, oh, yeah. sorry. I was like, I thought that was <laughs> Grep. <laughs> um, oh, and Grep, and then Twilight, like, hops off your shoulder and, like, lands on her, and she 
nuzzles his head and she says, Before my time as chief, I spent a lot of time hunting, and uh, I never found one this size, but that white one was quite ferocious, so this one seems much more amiable. This one doesn't want to freeze your entire village. <laughs> um, I don't know if she could if she wanted to. No. <laughs> we have work to do, I think. So what's next? And she, uh, and she says, how is the, the rest of the village? This is the rest of the village. Quiet back door. Everyone else is done. No, <laughs> there's more. There outside we wanted to give you a chance to rest first or was that a joke dwarf it was an attempt at sorry magdor was that a joke were you joking with me about the lives of my people well really oh only <clears throat> sorry i'm just kidding only one person i died. can hear them outside that matters i can <laughs> who's this Shut the hell up, Magdor. Uh, Shut the fuck Grandpa. up. Saying that everybody else didn't matter, Brandon? What the fuck? <laughs> She's interested to find out who is of consequence to you. Grandpa. It, it's... And then she kind of like looks around the room and looks at her changeling grandchild. Hi. And then looks <laughs> over at the uh, the wolf and back and forth between you two and says, I sense her in both of you. She's not gone. She's just in a different state. My time in the ether is made me aware of a lot of things that I was not before. Yeah, I, I spent a few minutes in the ether. It was dark. Dark, yeah. At first. How long were you there? I, I don't know. A few minutes in real world time. Surely your friends. Did you die? Okay, so a few minutes. I, I you know, and now that <laughs> we can assume that you have told her exactly how long she's been gone, she says, so it's been this long, so I mean, I, I the darkness eventually subsides and changes into a sort of space yeah, uh, to be explored. It's different. Magdor was about to say what happened, but then he realized that we're not supposed to talk about the tower. So he shuts up for once. But you have all been branded Valnugoni. What is your what is your what are your titles? I'm excited to know. Well, not. Uh, or Brandon. <laughs> Brandon. Where's Brandon? Uh, Magdor. Uh, I'm Thunder Warrior. Hmm. Master Collar. Fitting for a protege. <laughs> and then Vol showing off the runes inscribed on his armor and sword would say Stormstriker. Stormstriker? You know, my great-great-grandfather had a similar title. 
Could we bring him back to life too? I never met him, but I heard stories about him. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. If we had one of these daggers around, one more, as, uh... That's how you did it. Oh, yes. And she comes to you. It looks like she's found her legs a little bit. She's, she gives you a, just a big hug. She says, I am so proud of you. I was closed-minded. She pulls herself away and holds your hand, or your head in her, in her hands, and says, I was closed-minded. I was stuck in the traditions of our forefathers. And I'm sorry that I sent you away, but I'm proud of how you reacted and the man you've become. Well, I don't think you would have had a grandchild either way, so... It, it all worked out for the don't best. say never say never. I'm sure you could meet a lovely lady. Listen, I just came home. I don't want to get married and already have kids. Don't put that pressure on me. We just had to fight a dragon. There was that. But we did fight a dragon. Blood <laughs> is not all that matters. <laughs> blood is not all that matters. Yeah. A found family is sometimes more connected because you chose them. Pretty sure. If so I don't need another grandchild. Yes. This grandchild is as much of a grandchild as I will ever need. Yes, yes, yes. I and shall. Gonna cut. <laughs> I Go shall ahead. do my best to serve you, Motheru, as I turn into blue. Oh, you are so cute. Yes, cute. Um, and then <laughs> Bull's gonna do the thing where he sticks out his arm, like for her to take it, and he says, uh, like the way he does the thing with the chicken wing, you know. Um, and he says, and she responds the same way, it gesturing for you to take her arm. She says, "Fuck gender norms. Take my arm." I take her but arm. She, yeah, she puts her arm out for you as well. Okay, I was just off. Okay, you know, we don't want to worry about atrophy. That's fine, but we should go say hi to the village. I'm the chief. I'm fine. It seems as though Greppa's magic helped restore some of my strength. It just took me a second to kind of get used to being in a body again. And we have work to do. And she steps outside of the tent with you guys arm in arm. Hopefully Magdor following. Magdor uh, just kind of looks like... Uh, Nox immediately uh, okay. like drops their arm because they realize uh, Garuk should be the one person on the other side. So they drop uh, the... Do we know what grandma's name is? Yes. Yeah, Alani. 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 Skullcrusher. Uh, Alani Skullcrusher. Yeah. Fitting. Uh, cool. Uh, and they go and uh, they try pushing like Rook towards uh, his wife. And he Partner. goes and just holds her arm as well. Says, hello, dear. And she just kind of gives him a wink. Make me more uncles and aunts. I'll gesture to Nox. Uh, I'm on one side of Grep, and I'll gesture for Nox to head to the other side. We'll walk out with Grep. Awesome. I would have pulled along, tried to pull along Trod as we're walking out, like grabbing by the collar or something. So, you guys just kind of file out three by three, basically three by three and three by one and a whatever. Yeah, so you come out together, and the expectant somehow, like the the unexpecting villagers of the Valnogoni tribe and the rest of the wolves, they're playing with the pups uh, and the wolves kind of like watching on at times. Some of them actually con like learning words and conversating in giant with some of the, the 
the uh, the other Goliath villagers. Uh, they all just, all of the villagers freeze as soon as Alani steps out. And they run in just triumphantly cheering. And uh, as the, you know, Alani then calls for silence, she says, friends, we have work to do, but first we celebrate a victory for the Valnugonis, my return to this place, and the future of our tribe. I hear somebody here may have a jug of alchemy to get us started. And she looks at... Uh... <laughs> Magdor. Uh, it's about half Would empty. you oblige us with a pouring a first drink? But for you or for me? <laughs> Why don't you start, Mr. Dwarf? <laughs> And then, and then when she says that, I'm gonna lean in and say, "We can play goat ball with the dwarf." Oh my god! But, but don't tell. And <laughs> what proceeds to happen is a wonderful celebration, ending this epic saving of the Valnugoni tribe. As uh, you know, effectively cinematically, the camera pulls back as you all. Uh, join in uh, the celebration and that ends the chap this chapter of the story hear Magdor screaming oh, oh. <laughs> stand still Magdor I wish right, to Magdor, send you to the knees skies to your chest, so knees to your chest tuck your arms in don't freak out <laughs> and uh, like an old '90s movie, uh, Trod throws me as the camera's panning back, and you just see Magdor flying towards the camera, and it smashes it, and it cuts to black. <laughs> you might be wondering why I'm here. Great. Well, it was a weird story. <laughs> Great job, guys. Yeah. You saved the Valnugoni village and successfully united a more open-minded tribe. Uh, with a group of direwolf allies. And we won't While have any moving. problems for 25 so years. A dragon. Well, yeah, no problems with the dragon for, for 25 years. True. Right, with uh, the newfound wealth of uh, the Goliath tribe, uh, the sudden inflection of the economy system, we'll have to decide if we're going to go for more of a capitalist setting, or maybe we need to introduce a Goliath socialism. Like, there's probably going to be hierarchies with nobles and stuff like that. We're going to have to, you know, make sure everybody's in the clear. Sounds like that's something for the DM to decide. Working alongside, you know... The higher yeah. ups. So, shall we... Like, since this was not, like, a foregone conclusion, but we had an idea of where this was going to go, do we want to talk about what's going to be next for us? I, or do we want to let it be a surprise? I think they should tune in next week to the start of Season 2 and find out. There you go. Next episode, because I'm pretty sure next week is Session 0, isn't it? I don't usually do a Session 0, but we can if you want. Do it right after this. Uh, save Tyler. Save Tyler. Regardless, there's going to be something next week, so come by and yes. find out. Come back next week, and you'll see what the next chapter is going to look like. Absolutely. Thank you to everyone for joining us for Season 1 of Casual Quest Masters. Um, thank you guys for letting me be your DM. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm looking forward to what the next part looks like.
You can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. You can find me on Twitter at LR the 11th, all letters. You can find me on Twitter at Zigzagoon. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Houston. Glenn with two ends. Houston looks like Huston. Um, and we are a part of Casual Master Quest, a podcast network dedicated to giving you the video game news and tropes you deserve. You can find the show everywhere you can Google and on Twitter at CMQ Network. That was Nick. Hi. Brandon. That was Tyler. Hey. <laughs> and this is Glenn. And we'll see you next week for the start of season two of Casual Quest Masters. And don't forget to never stop the quest. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Casual Quest Masters. Thank you so much to you, our listeners, for being here, and to Sirenscape for allowing us to utilize their amazing programs for sounds and music. Check them out at sirenscape.com. We hope to see you here next time for the next episode of Casual Quest Masters.